Guys, it's a fact of life. Everyone needs insurance. And when it comes to looking for an insurance agent, there's none better than Acadian his own Scott Viator. Viator can serve you with home, auto, and life insurance. I can personally say that I sleep better at night knowing he's got me and my family taken care of. Being prepared for the unexpected isn't hard when you've got reliable insurance from a caring agent. Call Viator at Lafayette Paris Farm Bureau today for a free quote at 337-234-9994. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. As promised, joining me now, I would say a little less than, uh, let's say, five hours and 44 minutes away from tip. Five and a half hours away from pregame here on our airways. Louisiana Raging Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead from Pensacola. Good morning, Gary. How are you feeling, my friend? Oh, I feel pretty good. Good morning to you, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, I, before I ask you about today's game, I just I would love to get your thoughts on the two that you guys have won since getting to Pensacola. Uh, you won in different ways in each of them, but uh, let's start with the win on a Saturday um, against South Alabama. You guys coming out scoring the way you did right out of the gate was part of the game plan knowing, look, we, we got fresh legs. They just played. Let's just try to get after it, right, and just, just see how much see how much juice they have? Yeah, uh, we, you know, we actually started pressing, and I think it created a lot of open, open looks for us. And, you know, we pretty much stayed with the press the whole first half, and I think it helped us to kind of, you know, to kind of jump on them. You know, they were limited on players, and we knew they had played the day before. And, you know, it's kind of a tough thing to do when you're limited with players, and you and then you got to come back to back and play. So, you know, that's what we did. We pressed and then, you know, we hit some, uh, Brandy Williams hit some early shots, you know, some, some threes that really kind of opened it up for us. And uh, I think it made them, you know, kind of leave their zone and come out, man. And that's kind of what we want. You know, we like to play against the man. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, the way the game started was, you know, really in our favor. And, and then we kind of, you know, we were pushing the ball, running and, and trying to get them to uh, speed up their game, and it worked out pretty good. You know, now they they played, they came back and played pretty good uh, after. You know, but uh, you know, I was pleased on how we played and how we, you know, we took care of the ball. And you know, our turnovers wasn't live turnovers to where they were getting some scores. And uh, and Antoinette, uh, the kid inside is just phenomenal. I mean, she was. Uh, we've never stopped her under. I mean, she's always gets her twenty twenty five, and we held her to, you know to thirteen. So I thought that was big too. Yeah, and and you guys did great on the glass, and uh, Diamond Morrison got in there what at the end of the first half and just drained a couple of threes. I mean, as far as the first two quarters can go, um, <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to Ian on the call. I'm like, this uh, when I heard Diamond come in and just nail back to back triples. It, I know you guys still had work to do, but it just felt like it was going to be you guys' day over there. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we'd be kind of on Diamond about you know shooting the ball. And- and uh, she's been, you know, really working hard in practice and stuff. And, man, just giving her opportunity and hit two really big shots, I thought, uh, in the first half that kind of, you know, propelled us to, 
to go into the third quarter and continue to do what we're doing. But yeah, she played really well, you know. They were kind of switching back and forth to the zone. So when they went back to the zone, we slipped her in there. I thought she did a great job. But, uh, you know, and everybody did. You know, I thought we defended. And you're right, rebounding. We had 50 rebounds. That's a lot of rebounds for us. So when we do things like that, you know, we can usually win. Ragey Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead, our guests. They are playing in the Sunbelt Conference Championship game today against Troy, 1 o'clock. Pre-game at 12.45 on our airwaves. If you watch on ESPNU, please turn down the volume on the TV, turn it up on the radio, sync the call, get the home call. Um, you guys played in the conference championship game back in 2017 against Little Rock. You got to play them for the fourth time this season yesterday. Uh, and in doing so, got another win. But, uh, you know, close game at the half, Coach. I think you guys were down by a point. What was the message at halftime? And did the game plan get altered at all in the second half, or was it just a matter of execution? I think it's just being patient. You know, everybody was uh, kind of impatient. You know, they uh, Little Rock actually was playing really well their first two games. You know, they scored it really well. That's which not not their DNA. They're mostly defensive, and uh, their point guard shot it really well for them. And you know, our game plan on all all the games was just to play them zone, sit back, and, and give them the outside shot. And they just may. I mean, point guard hit three. Uh, three shots the first half, you know, she had not, she hadn't scored at all in the other games and she had nine points at, you know, or really 11 points at half, you know? And so it kind of, it kind of threw a wrench in what we were doing, but, you know, it's like, when you get out of it and try to go on a man, which they're really good at with their motion offense. And we just stuck to what we did, you know, we just had to cover out on her a little bit more. And, uh, and I thought we did a great adjustment the second half of being more aggressive, uh, covering out on on those shots and making sure that we blocked out and rebound and and then you know uh, you know we got on Brandy Williams about being more aggressive on the offensive side and it created a lot of offense for everybody else you know she she got to the rim she got fouled she hit some shots and you know all of a sudden you, know, you got Scarlett Goodwin doing the same thing and Jamar Mathis and you know we got some touch for Taha in the first half and the second half just the touches and and and. Inside created some outside looks, and you know we hit that, we hit those shots, and you know just a, not a big adjustment, but a major, a minor adjustment, and and uh, doing the same thing we're doing, but with a little bit more energy and a little bit more aggression. You mentioned Brandy Williams, coach, and I asked you about her, I guess, a month ago on the show, and you said that you guys have been encouraged, been encouraging her um, to to be more aggressive on offense, and you just noted that you did it as well uh, over the weekend. I mean, she. Uh, was double figures both games, um, 16 points yesterday, but a lot in the second half. I think 13 of those 16, if I'm not mistaken. What, what's with her and then a senior in Jamira Mathis really just picking up the scoring load in the last two games? Um, how, how has that one two punch in terms of scoring really been a big key for you guys here? And maybe it's not something that's been, I think, when, when I look at the box scores and listen to the games. One thing that, that I always note, and I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, is just the reminder of how you guys, in terms of the winning formula, if, you, if you've been paying attention to the team this year, it's not, all, it's not always the same thing. Sure, you know, hard defense and things like that, but in terms of which players, it seems like you guys, again, just find multiple ways to win games depending on how that game is playing, uh, playing out. And, and I think yesterday, particularly in the second half, was just another example of that. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I think our offense has kind of leaned into uh, a lot of guard play, you know. We try to get uh, Ty Doucette a lot of touches and all that, but, uh, you know, she's a one-man show in there. So a lot of our offense is uh, uh, screening roll stuff and coming off a screen and hitting jump shots. And all of our kids, I mean, we got five or six kids that are very good at that. And so, you know, some nights it's not their night, you know. They, they're all getting seven or eight shots, and then they shoot two for seven or one for seven. But then that kid that, you know, that does go six for seven or – you know, like Randy Williams, she can pretty much, I mean, she's leading the conference in uh, field goal percentage, so she can shoot it. You know, that's why we want her. We want the kid that you know, the best percentage to shoot the most, and we're on her. And, you know, she can, you know, she's a combination. She's a combo guard that can score from out and penetrate and score, you know, get into the rim and stuff. And foul line, I mean, she's she's over 80% on the foul line. So she was six for six yesterday. And, you know, those things make a big difference, you know. When you can get to the foul line and and uh, and score from you know from there, lads, you know you get ten, twelve points from there. It's gonna it's gonna really help your team. But yeah, we can get it from you know May May Holman. You know she'll come in and and then and score ten or twelve. You know like it's funny how she led us in scoring in the Cajun Dome. So evidently she likes to play in the Cajun Dome. You know, uh, so you know it's just everybody's you know everybody's got the green light. You know we don't you know we don't. Uh, we, we really don't really stop them from shooting. You know, we, we want them to shoot their shot, and that's the big thing, you know. I heard Bab on the, on the show, he was telling, he was talking about, uh, you know, hitters being aggressive, but they want them to be aggressive to their pitch. Well, I want the same thing. I want, them, I want our team to be aggressive with the ball, but on their shot. Be aggressive with the shot that you shoot. So it kind of works hand in hand. You know, you, got, you want them to be aggressive, but you don't want them to be over aggressive and take bad shots and bad uh, shot selection can really hurt you. And I think that's what we're doing. You know, we're finding our the shot that we've been working on and that we can score and it helps, you know, it helps us. Our shooting percentages are better and, you know, we're able to score a little bit more. Coach Gary Broadhead, our guest, ESPN 1420. Well, now you're playing Troy, haven't faced them this season, hadn't played them in 13 months. Um, and it's for a trip to the NCAA tournament. What, in your mind, is the biggest key to today's game? Wow. <laughs> slow it down. We have to slow it down. I mean, they scored 80-something a game. They had 101 uh, against Texas State in the overtime game, you know. and They just can score. I mean, they, they're getting into their offense within two seconds. I mean, they sprint down. So we're going to have to kind of slow it down. And they don't like to play slow. They're impatient. So it's going to be a big thing. I mean, you got to remember this name, Alexis Dodd. I mean, she is a scoring machine for them. Uh, she plays inside out. Uh, got a great jump shot from the free throw line. She's getting I mean, the other night uh, against Texas State. She had 36 and 19, you know, so. And she's doing that consistently. So we'll have our hands full. You know, they're really offensive-oriented. Uh, they like to press a little bit. We got. We really have to keep the turnovers down and, our shot selection is going to have to be smart. You know, we'll have to use the clock, uh, make sure that we you – know, they want you to run, and then, they, and then they find a way to get you into their game. That's going to be the important thing. You know, we, you know I think um, they've won we, – I think we've met 17 times. They won nine and we won eight. And it's always a battle of defense against great offense. So uh, we'll see how – you know, I, I know how to beat them. It's just to do it, you know.
you know. It's hard to be patient against them because they, they keep crushing you and they want you. Actually, sometimes they even actually give you lanes to the goal. They want you to shoot the ball, you know. And so uh, it, it's a different basketball game. You know? It's hard to prepare against. But we've played a lot against it, and I'm hoping these, the kids with the experience understand it. The Ken Burtons and Scott Goodwins and Ty Doucettes, they, they understand. You know, when I talk about Troy and, you know, you can see in their eyes, and yeah, Coach, you're right. We've got to make sure that we, we're very patient, take good shots. And, you know, they're rebounding. I mean, they, they get 50 to 60 rebounds a game, so it's going to be difficult to keep them off the boards. And that's going to be a main key. Can we guard them and limit them to one shot? Keep the uh, keep the pace slow and uh, and keep the rebounding battle heavily in your favor and and come out on top. And I know that uh, for you guys, coach, the focus is there. You've talked often this year about how much this team likes to have fun, uh, how they they love to celebrate. And there's been plenty of reason to celebrate, but right now I know the focus is all about this game today and getting this win. As a head coach, what's the challenge? Uh, or if you could just speak on the challenge of trying to keep your team and these young women in their comfort zone, right? They they like to they like to have fun, but at the same time, that balance of that, like have fun, but remember the focus one hundred percent. You know, this is what we're striving for here. Is it much of a challenge with this team, or does it just come naturally for that balance? You know, I think. I think, you know, I've learned for to let it come natural. I don't think you can force it. You know, I, I used to be to where I focus, 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 and this is what we're here for. But, and, you know, you got to let them have fun and all that. But, you know, I have a great staff and people around me that, that help me. You know, um, you know, it's like yesterday, you know, uh, we, um, Floyd Prescott does our pregame stuff and prayers and all that. And he talked about it's a story, you know, and it. He, he added H.I. in front of it, which is history, and we do history, and it, it gets their attention, you know. We, we find we find different ways to get their attention, you know, uh, and, and not telling them what to do, but, you know, telling them experiences of life. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned as a head coach over the years is, you know, my experience on all, it aren't always the important ones. <laughs> you got to, you, you know, you have to incorporate uh you know, all the things that are going on in their lives and the things that they go through with social media. And all. I mean, they love the social media part and it's just part of their, you know, what they live through. And so you involve all those things and you, know, you, you let them talk about it and you let them, you actually let them have their time too. And I think that's been the biggest part that in the locker room, they have their time too, where the coaches are in there, you know, they're, but the, well, the great thing is about it, the leadership. You know, again, I'll say it's a player-led team, and we're letting them lead. You know, and when it's time to focus, they're able to focus. Some of the young ones have a little bit harder time stopping, but that's just part of growing up. You know, and the experience of of life. You know, I think uh, those things are. And you know, uh, you know, I, I, I've always heard. You know, that I have kids. You know, kids will disappoint you. That's just part of life. You know, but at the same time. They're trying to do their best, and so you got to take that attitude of, hey, okay, we're trying to do it. Can we get them a little bit more focused when we need to? And, and you know, you kind of look at the seniors, and really sometimes you don't even have to say something, anything. You know, they can tell in your eyes uh, what direction we need to go. And, you know, it's just, to me, that's been the biggest part of it. You know, especially in the games, I didn't think we played very well at times yesterday, and, 
you know, you could tell they were leading, hey, let's go, this is what we need to do, we need to play with more energy, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, a lot of times it's not coming from the coaching staff, but it's coming from the players within. Coach, um, I had one more for you, and I'm sorry I uh, meant to ask you this a minute ago when we were talking about Troy. Um, being that you guys played right after them yesterday, uh, did you get a chance to really scout that game that they played yesterday against App State? Because you mentioned Troy and what they do offensively, and I think they scored maybe 103 in their, their win over Texas State on Saturday. But App State, that game uh, yesterday, I think it was 66-6. So did you get a chance to look at it and, and maybe draw a couple of things from that in terms of heading into this matchup today? Yeah, we watched it live. You know, we went early. Uh, the coaching staff went early to the game, and we were able to watch uh, pretty much the whole game until the end. And then, you know, we had film last night uh, where we broke down and stuff like that and watched the end of the game. But, you know, I'll tell you what, App State was, was, was very good, too. You know, I thought they did a great job. Uh, you know, App State was one of the teams that beat Troy during the year um, and actually scored 70. I think that score, that score was 78 to 60 five or something like that, which is, is kind of odd. And then to hold, you know, to, to hold Troy to 66 last night, you know. And, and and really, Troy started the game was 13-0, and it's just like it was going to be a runaway. You know, uh, App State got some good looks, and they just didn't fall. And Troy just kept coming and coming and coming. And, and then, you know, at the end of the first quarter, it was uh, – it was a three-point game, and at halftime it was tied. You know, so it's just, you know, Troy plays like that. They play fast, and they don't slow it down. And sometimes they play themselves out of the game. You know, out of the situation where they shoot it too much and they let you back in. So, can you weather the storm? That's that's hard for kids to do these days. You know, and they did, and I was very impressed. Actually, they had a chance to win it. You know, and, and uh, took a shot, missed it, and. I mean, ended up foul, and you know, and that's how they ended up. But it was a, a great game, and you know, I thought App State did. App State did some good things. They ran when they needed to run, and then they slowed it down. And uh, pre Stanley, the guard, did a phenomenal job. I think she had 21 points at half uh, for App State. So Jeez. it was a great. That was one of the better games I've seen in, in a while. Coach Gary Broadhead and the Rage Cajun Women's Basketball Team battling Troy today at one o'clock in Pensacola. For the Sun Belt Conference Tournament Championship, pregame begins at twelve forty-five here on ESPN fourteen twenty. Game is nationally televised on ESPNU. Uh, Gary, uh, all the best to you, Deegan, Valerie, Amber, the whole staff, the whole team, all the young women. Um, we'll be uh, we'll be listening, we'll be watching, and hopefully we get to see you uh, celebrate a little bit. But uh, win or lose been a great journey up to this point and i know you guys have some business you want to take care of today and i know you're really busy so as always man i appreciate the time oh anytime appreciate you having us and uh you know it was a great year to to be on your show and you did a great job and like like normal yes man we appreciate your support and you know we'll we'll do our best man it's gonna be a tough one but you know we're playing for the cajuns man of cajun nation and, and hopefully we can come out with a win all the best gary thanks so much Thanks. Go Cajuns. Gary Broadhead, Raging Cajun women's basketball coach. Against the Troy Trojans today, he mentioned Alexis Dye, and uh, the senior for them, man, she's number 25. And, uh, you know, if you're watching the game today, she's she is that, she is that straw that stirs the drink. Um, you know, she was a three-time Sun Belt Player of the Week this year uh, in her career. 
She was preseason all Sun Belt first team. Um, I mean, she just just this year. I think she averaged in like sixteen and thirteen a game, but but as of late, she's really turned it on, and she can she can get going in a hurry. Keep it slow, slow it down. Don't get out of your you know don't get out of your game plan in terms of trying to keep the pace slow when they try to just lull you into. Here's an open lane. Just get it up quick. Get a shot up. Stick to the game plan. Stick to the pace. Should be a really good game today. And uh, I think it's one that I, I would I would be surprised if it doesn't go down to the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. I will. 12.45 pregame today. One o'clock tip. Right here on ESPN 1420, Ian Ozan, Josh Bruner on the call. If you're listening, uh, if you're watching on ESPNU, we invite you to turn down the volume on the TV, turn it up on the radio, sync it up, maybe on the stream. However you got to do it, just get it done. 36 after the hour, 269-1077. Phone lines are open for just a moment. We're going to have uh, Coach Jerry Glasgow on, Rage Cajun softball coach at 745, as he joins me uh, each Monday. Uh, coach Matt Deggs at 815, talks Cajun baseball with him as well. A little bit about the NFL and the salary cap and NBA All-Star Weekend mixed into today's show. Uh, email from Jerry. He says, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the Rage Cajun women's team has had a Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week this year. That can't be right, is it? Uh, it is right. Uh, and it's not – It's not. A, I mean, Jay Walker, I, I brought that up to him last week, and he made a good point. It's not a surprise for two reasons. Number one, we were just talking about it with Gary. You know, they, they spread out in terms of offensively. It's very spread out. I mean, they got uh, multiple double-digit scores um, depending on the game. Uh, they in, – in the, in the west side of the Sunbelt – a lot of the teams play much a much slower pace. And on the east side of the Sun Belt, and you look at a team like Troy, who's 21-5, and where the Cajuns are playing today, they like to speed it up a lot. And a lot of times when you're looking at a Sun Belt Conference Player of the Week, you say, okay, who won their games and who scored the most points? Okay, we're going to put them as the Sun Belt Conference Player of the Week. So by nature of how the votes usually go, it's not all that big of a surprise. And I don't think, I mean, it would have been nice, but I don't think... I don't think they're all that worried about that at UL. They're just worried about getting the win today. All right, let's take one quick phone call before we uh, we get Jerry Glasgow on board. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Uh, do you recall picking Utah uh, on any basketball game as a youth, uh, rather be NBA Live, NBA Jam? All the time. Um, Tecmo, basketball. I, 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 I picked Utah. I say all the time. I picked Utah often, yes. Okay, um... I know. I, for the, for sure those that don't why. know why he's asking, it's because LeBron and Durant claim the reason they drafted the Jazz players last is because uh, as kids they never picked the Jazz on video games, which that, that was a, that was a cheeky, fun way that people could laugh about it. But uh, we all know that's not why they picked him last. Um. Yeah, but but looking back, I can't. Maybe NBA Jam. I think maybe I played with Stockton Malone a couple of times. Um, but to actually start a, like a franchise or a season, the reason I I, I didn't because Utah is always a good team. Like, what's what's the challenge in playing with a <laughs> Bulls, ver- Bulls versus Lakers? The old EA game. I, I used to pick Utah on that one quite a bit. 
<laughs> I think uh, was Mark Eaton still playing? Yeah, I think he was. He was seven foot four, yeah. Mark Eaton. Yeah. Man, you you were aware one, man. Um, yeah, but I but okay. I like the I rooted for the Jazz when I was a kid. I mean, that's why. Why? Why? why um, in your opinion, why did they pick him last? I I think I think there's. I just I do think there's something to the Jazz just not getting much respect. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't believe it. I mean, it doesn't matter that you have the best record and people, you know, debate about it with fans and stuff. But I think I think a lot of the players just feel like, yeah, you know, you play in Salt Lake City. There's a major home court advantage there. We think you guys will fizzle in the playoffs. And I think the fact that Mitchell um, doesn't mind you know it's not like Mitchell and Gobert are out there being buddy buddy online and in person with a lot of the superstars like some of the other younger players in the do in the league do especially you know some of the younger players with the older superstars and I think so I think there's a little bit of I think it's a little bit of you're not as good as we think you are as you think you are we don't think you're that good and um you know you don't you don't kiss up to us as much as some of the other guys. I think it's a combination of those things. I think there's also, I think there's, some people feel that some, you know, a lot of uh, NBA players can't stand playing in Utah. Well, pre-COVID, uh, they couldn't stand playing in Utah. They feel that the fans are too rowdy. Um, uh, you know, there's a room, uh, I see Donovan Mitchell saying, you know what, give me the, uh, to New York. I can see him doing that. You know, he's playing I can see that. Everyone keeps saying Devin Booker, blah, blah. I think Mitchell, you know, he has ties to the city. I think it did his dad work for the Mets at one point. He's from, I mean, he's from, he's from, he grew up around that area. I think he was, uh, he grew up like, I think one of those suburbs, maybe outside of New York and then grew up around Connecticut. So that's like, you know, not New York City, so to speak, but that area of the country is a stomping grounds. But his dad worked for the Mets. At one point, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess I should, being that I, uh, I'm a Mets fan, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, that whole Mets, you know. Uh, I know it's the Mets, but just the idea that you know. Yeah, yeah. His, his dad, da- his dad was the director of player relations. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, like I said, my only saw saw. <laughs> I saw Dame Lillard hitting shots left and right, like you said, but I can't, I can't get caught up in any of this. Uh, I understand it. You know, I'm not like, oh, you know, the old days. I just, you know, it is what it is. They're trying to find new formats, trying to reach a, a new audience, and that's cool, I guess. But, um, yeah, I think that's all I have to add. I was going to talk more, but like you said, uh, I, have a, I don't have that much time. Appreciate the Thank call, you. man. Have a good one. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, visit with Ragin' Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow. They got the sweep in Memphis, but how you feeling about the team after the last week of play? Chat with Jerry about it next, ESPN 1420. Guys, it's a fact of life. Everyone needs insurance. And when it comes to looking for an insurance agent, there's none better than Acadian his own Scott Viator. Viator can serve you with home, auto, and life insurance. I can personally say that I sleep better at night knowing he's got me and my family taken care of. Being prepared for the unexpected isn't hard when you've got reliable insurance from a caring agent. Call Viator at Lafayette Paris Farm Bureau today for a free quote at 337-234-9994. 